Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hey, party people. It's your host, Adam Pullman, the fitness and nutrition coach that hangs out answering your fitness questions. So, if you're new to the show, here's how it works. Listeners just like you send in questions about their their diet or fitness or nutrition, health, whatever it may be within that realm, and I answer the question for them here on the show in detail. So, you know, last last uh, episode we went over supplements. Before that, you know, we've gone over how to do a one-legged squat, how to improve your relationship with food. So, we've, we we talk about everything uh, in this show. So, if you have a question that you want to send in, uh, to have to be answered, you can do that on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. If you find me there, go to my story on Sundays, and you'll see a question box that says "Ask Me a Question." That is your green light to submit as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions uh, as you would like, and then I will answer them here on uh, the show. So today we're going to be talking about a question that comes from uh, a listener just like you, and the question is about stubborn belly fat. What the freaking heck do we need to do? to actually see that stubborn fat leave because for some reason it just wants to hang out all day uh, and all night for years and years to come. But before we get into that, I want to uh, remind you guys that we have more valuable free resources for you at PullmanFitness.com slash free. So we have free guides on there that you can download absolutely free. Whether you're, you know, we have a guide on building better arms, a guide on protein, a guide on working out from home during covid uh, a guide on building a better butt, fat loss. We got a lot of guides for you. You can download them absolutely free. Now, I would also invite you to check out one more thing. That's our Eat More, Get Leaner ebook. Now, if you if you appreciate what I do here on the show, uh, answering your questions, giving out information, if you appreciate that and you would like me to continue doing that, I would ask your support by getting this ebook. It's only seven bucks, super easy, easy purchase, and it's going to give you uh, extremely detailed principles on how you can get a faster metabolism to make fat loss easier for the long term. So if you want to see me continue to do stuff like this, uh, you appreciate what I do. I would greatly appreciate your support in giving that ebook as well as sharing uh, this episode and leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. So if you like what you hear in this episode or any other episode, uh, let people know what you think on Apple Podcasts by leaving a rating and review. All right, today's question comes from uh, Instagram, and the question is, ah, my phone locked. And the question is, why does it take so long for fat loss in the core area? Um, Not seeing any results there at all. This is extremely common, okay? So know that you are not alone. Know that this is not only you. Everybody, almost everybody deals with this on some level. For some people, uh, it's their midsection. For some people, it's their thighs or the back of their arms or um, their butt. You know, sometimes it's their lower back. There are we all have different stubborn uh, areas. For men, generally speaking, it's the spare tri- tire. It's the lower belly area. Uh, for women, generally speaking, it's the arms and the thighs as well as the butt. Uh, usually, additional fat isn't stored too much in the lower belly unless. Uh, fat levels get to extremely high levels in women. But there are always exceptions to the rule, always exceptions to the rule. Uh, in fact, um, one of the exceptions would be uh, someone that has is in flight or fight mode constantly. They have chronically elevated levels of cortisol. Uh, and what will happen is you'll, you'll see these individuals, it's a pretty tell, uh, telltale sign 
they'll be extremely lean in the, their arms and their legs, extremely lean. And then they're a little bit boxier, a little rounder in their midsection because they're carrying a lot of excess body fat there. But it looks kind of interesting because the body fat isn't anywhere else. This is typically a sign of uh, of chronic stress, of chronic cortisol elevation. So that's something to, to, to look out for there and be, be mindful of if that is you. Now, uh, in, 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 in terms of everybody else, as far as stubborn belly fat goes, like I said, it's normal. Okay. So the fat cells in certain areas of our body just don't respond to fat mobilization as well as others do. And so that's why you'll see, you know, if you start to lose body fat, you may lose body fat from your hands first or your face first. Uh, and those stubborn areas like your belly is the last place to leave. That's just the way it is. That's just the way your body operates. There's no way of changing what's stubborn and what's not. That's just the way it is, okay? Um, so the question then becomes, all right, that's that's great. I have stubborn body fat. I, I get it is what it is. What do I do to lose it? Now, I can't just give one general answer. I can't just say, oh, you need to do 30 minutes of hit every single day uh, and strength train three times a week. That doesn't apply because there are so many different things going on from individual to individual as far as their exercise history, their nutrition history, what they what they have been doing, what they've never done before, what their daily activity looks like, uh, what their hormone levels look like, all their sleep, all that stuff, okay? However, I will, I will say this. Every single person that I have worked with that has had the goal of losing stubborn belly fat is not doing what they need to or they before they started working with me, they were not doing what they needed to to lose that stubborn belly fat. They would do the same thing or more of the same thing and expect the same result. So, for example, they ate you know smaller portion sizes and they lost body fat on their face and then their arms and their legs a little bit and then they just did that same thing and they're like, all right, the stubborn belly fat will go away eventually. Um, they did the same thing and expected a different result. Uh, or they started exercising and they walked 30 minutes a day and they lost, uh, you know, body fat in those non-stubborn areas. Uh, and they are now they're walking an hour a day and they're like, what the hell, man, the stubborn belly fat isn't going. Here is the thing. 99.9% .9 of people. And I say that because the only people that get it are like the 1% of the 1% that have actually lost serious stubborn belly fat and have kept it off. 99.9% .9 of people highly underestimate the amount of dedication, consistency, and effort that it takes to lose stubborn belly fat. Okay, I always tell people that the work required, the dedication required, and the consistency required is relative to the goal. Okay? If you have the goal of losing 2, you know, 2% body fat in the next year, you've got a lot of leeway to kind of do whatever you want or not do much at all and you'll probably still reach your goal. But if you're trying to lose stubborn belly fat and you've done everything else, you're going to have to go and be more diligent, more hardworking, more consistent. It's going to require things of you that you have never done before. And one of those things that most people aren't doing well, or they are doing and they're not doing a great job of it, like I said, is tracking their food intake. People highly overestimate the amount of food they are eating in the day. Not only because sometimes nutrition labels are wrong, but because they're eyeballing their food. Okay, so... Uh, they're eyeballing and saying, oh, that's about a cup. Oh, that's about five ounces. And they don't actually weigh or measure it. They don't use scales to actually weigh the food that they have. Because, you know, three ounces of something can be much different than a cup of something. The actual weight is what is going to get you to the most accurate representation of what you're actually eating. So I'm not saying it's absolutely required to track your food and weigh your food to reach goals like this, but it's certainly going to help. 
because it's going to help you get a better idea of what's actually going on. So weighing and tracking your food is extremely important, extremely important. Uh, people overlook also the condiments they use. They overlook their, their their coffees with cream and sugar. They just think it's a coffee that has 10 calories, but really it has 200. I'm telling you right now, you're probably overestimating the amount of calories that you eat in a day. Now, if you're not and you feel like you're eating a, a few amount of calories, you're just in a shitty place as far as metabolism goes. And you're going to need to spend some time rebuilding that metabolism by strength training on a consistent basis so you can then be a, in a better state for fat loss. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so tracking the food, weighing, measuring it is one thing. Another thing is completely reevaluating your training program. Um, a lot of people treat exercise as just moving, which is, that's what it is. But when they, when you have a specific goal like this, you can't just move. Everything is going to need to be strategically planned out to get you from one state from 25% body fat to 20% body fat, completely mapped out and written out to get you from 20% body fat to 15% body fat. And then you do more and you get into more detail and more detail and more detail. You're going to have to learn a lot about exercise programming. You're probably going to have to learn a lot um, about uh, calorie deficits, tracking your food intake, lifting weights, how much cardio is required. Uh, you're just going to get to need, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a hard answer to hear, but you're just going to need to be more diligent. Um, so those are those are a couple things. The, the food part, especially tracking everything, and then the exercise part. Uh, but I, I also want to try to give you some tangible steps, Okay. Uh, or at least some tangible actions to take instead of sitting here saying, well, it's harder than you think. You just need to be patient and work harder because that's not a good uh, a good take-home message. But what I want to say is, one, if you're not already, start tracking your food intake, okay? At the very least, write stuff down. And then once you're in the habit of writing things down, then start tracking it on your phone. Then after you track it on your phone, then weigh it and track it on your phone. This is going to help you be much more mindful. It'll help you see exactly what you're eating and it will help you figure out where things are going wrong. It's kind of like a budget. I like to describe it like a budget to people. You know, you if you're if you're if you feel like more money is going out than there is coming in and you're not really sure how it's happening, you're not really going to know exactly until you do a budget and you figure out exactly what you're spending, when you're spending it, how much you're spending, why you're spending it. When you do that though, you can say, "Oh, okay, one of the clear issues here is how much I eat out. I never realized I spend $500 a month." I still like to eat out, so I can do two fifty though. I can definitely make it two hundred fifty dollars a month, you know. So that's kind of an example. It's like budgeting. It gives you a, a much clearer view on the potential roadblocks and obstacles. So start tracking your food intake. The next thing I would recommend is taking a look at your training program. One thing, it, I'm in voice cracking like crazy today. One thing, there it is again. One thing is uh, phasing your programming. Is your training programming changing? from one phase, one month to the next? Is it designed, is, is phase two designed to build off of phase one and phase three designed to build off of phase two? Is it strategically programmed to where you are, you are, you are giving yourself the best opportunity to continually progress? Are your reps changing uh, in, in the manner that you would like from phase to phase? Are you resting enough in between sets? You know, one thing that people need to do more of in general is just strength train. Okay. A lot of people see strength training and resistance training as just using weights, but Using weights is far different than sending a signal to your body for it to get stronger. Getting stronger, strength training and building muscle for a better metabolism requires resting more than 10 to 30 seconds in between sets. You might need to rest 60 seconds, 90 seconds, and for, for better overall strength, two minutes. You know, so maybe phase one, you're resting two minutes. Phase two, you're resting 60 seconds. Phase three, you're trying to get a pump and you're resting 30, 45 seconds. And then in phase three, you're going to be moving more. Maybe you superset exercises. 
So you're burning more calories too, you know? So you're just going to have to get a deeper look at everything. But like I said, I recommend just tracking your food intake, uh, evaluating your training program. Another thing that I would add to that uh, is taking a look at your overall daily activity. That's one easy thing to fix. And you can easily do that by your step count. So if you have a Fitbit or uh, an Apple Watch, I use a G-Shock so that my my G-Shock tracks my steps. A a very low day for me is like extremely, like shockingly low is 8,000 steps for me. I'm pretty active in my day between doing stuff around the house, walking the dog, playing with the dog, um, trying not to sit too much because I freaking hate it unless I'm watching like TV or a movie. Um, I'm pretty active. Like 10 to 11,000 is a pretty, is, is an average for me. But the average for most people is like two to 4,000 and it's horrible. So making your day just more active and increasing your steps can help you burn more calories throughout the day. And even that, if you change that and keep nutrition the same, that might make a difference, okay? So I know that it's not like blatantly practical, okay? But I'm telling you right now, if you just do the food tracking, that'll be a completely complete game changer for you. Before I sign off, I want to add this. You need to be patient, okay? Like I said, the work is relative to the goal and the patience is usually relative to the goal as well, okay? You're just going to need to have patience. There's a reason it's stubborn. There's a reason it's hard to lose this body fat. So don't beat yourself up by thinking it's going to happen in a month because it ain't. This might happen over the course of six months minimum, years probably maybe a year to two years on average. It's going to take a while. You know, if you do it the right way, I should say. If you completely starve yourself, it'll take a few months, but God knows I wouldn't recommend that. Don't do that, okay? So it's relative to the goal. Be patient. And as you create that plan, try to create many goals within that big goal. So let's say you want to lose your stubborn belly fat. You want to be flatter. You want to be flat or you want to lose 10% body fat. Figure out what you need to do to lose 2% body fat this month. And then map out what you need to do to lose another 2 to 3% next month. So that way by the end of your year or six months or whatever it is that you map out, you've done all the behaviors and actions that you need to get the 2% off, then get the next one and get the next one. So you're focused on these small daily actions and behaviors that allow you to get to your monthly goal rather than constantly looking at the horizon and hoping to God that you can just reach your hand out there and just get that body that has no stubborn belly fat without focusing on the daily actions and behaviors. You know what I'm saying? So be patient, right? Guys, if you enjoyed this episode whatsoever, uh, spread the love. Share it with your friends and family. Let them know this is where they can go to get all of their health, fitness, and nutrition questions answered. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is the podcast. <laughs>